Information shared on the following program is for general information purposes only. It does not constitute legal, tax, investment, or other advice, nor is it intended to recommend any particular investments, products, or financial instruments. Always seek advice from your financial advisor, attorney, or accountant with regard to investment, legal, or tax questions. Welcome to the Worry-Free Retirement with best-selling author and fiduciary, Tony Walker. If you got it, you don't need it. If you need it, you don't got it. You don't get it, shame on you. Funny, funny, funny what money can do. Them that have it, get more of it. The less they need it, the more they love it. And it sticks to them like glue. Funny, funny, funny what money can do. Assuming you are a saver, and assuming you're already retired or retiring soon, you've got a problem, and it's a biggie. Trying to solve the mystery of how to enjoy your money while you still can, money you've worked your whole life to save, and without running out of it. Now, after working in this field for more than 35 years and meeting in person with over 15,000 savers, here's how I see it. Most savers, in an effort to not run out of money, usually choose one of two options. And what's funny, these investment options to choose from are totally opposite in terms of the investment spectrum. The first option, and one that uh, years ago made a lot of sense, is to simply throw your money in the bank and accept the fact that banks are paying next to nothing on your money. But since you're a saver and you don't like risking your money, you throw up your hands and you leave it at the bank and hope for the best. Again, that was fine back when bank CDs paid six, seven, eight percent, but not one or two percent. So then you're off to the second option, a very, very dangerous option. Number two, of course, this option germinates out of the desperate attempt by a saver to try to grow their money and risking it basically in an environment, the stock market, which neither can most ex uh, savers explain nor understand. So here we have clueless savers risking their money unsuspecting savers venturing off into risky waters, hoping upon hope that they don't run out of money. And instead what happens is they begin to worry as they jump on this roller coaster hanging on for dear life. So today uh, I'm going to share with you two of the top four, the safest investments, two of the top four safest investments that you could consider for the 21st century. Well, welcome folks to the Worry-Free Retirement. And yes, I am that little man in the sweater vest, safe money specialist and fiduciary, Tony Walker. And as promised, as we talked about on last week's show, I'm gonna share with you two of the four safest investments that you could consider, as well as the products that I recommend to my more than 2,500 clients of Tony Walker Financial. But as always, before we get started and kick off today's show, let me introduce the producer of today's show, America's favorite financial sidekick. There he sits over there, Mr. Aaron Orander. Good morning. Hey, good morning, sir. How are you? <laughs> and you set up real pert and erect as soon as I mentioned that. Yeah. You were slouching a I gotta, little bit. Yeah, I got to wake up a little bit. So sitting up straight, that'll, that'll help the blood flow. Well, and the voice carries better. Not yeah, that you need right. that. You've kind of got a booming voice. I don't really have that booming voice. Remember the other day we were listening to the sound? I thought, 
Aaron, you're coming through too hot. And I think it's just you got a, I got a kind of a meek and mild voice. I guess I got to be more booming like you do. And then who's that sitting over to your left? That is Megan Murphy, our technical director, our graphics designer. Yeah, she's over here working hard on the next television show that's going to go along with this that'll air a few days after this radio show airs. When, when, uh, so we're recording this on May 12th. I always like to test you on this. When is this show airing? So hopefully they're riding down this the road and this is... This should air on June 11th. That's a Thursday. And yeah. then for our folks in Lexington, uh, over on LAP there, it's on Sunday morning. But by the way, we're, get, we're starting to get more and more feedback from over in the Lexington area. Uh, although my mom and brother are big fans, that's two people we know are listening to the show. But actually, it's, the fan base is growing. So we appreciate the folks in Lexington, my, own, my old home stomping ground over there in Lexington. So... Uh, Aaron, you know, now we're at May 12th, 2020. How, how are you feeling about this whole coronavirus thing? And what do you, what do you think? Everything's kind of coming out of the woods a little bit. What's your take on just watching the general public? I, I think we've never been through anything like this before, but I don't know. Uh, I think there's a lot of fear going around. Um, I don't, it just, it just seems like this, this isn't the first kind of virus that's kind of swept the nation. But it's definitely the first virus to shut things down. I mean, I'll be telling my grandkids about this one, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. That's I'm a sure. good way to put it. You're right, because, Wes, we've talked about on the show, uh, you know, we, a lot of viruses, I like that term, have swept through this nation, but this is the first one that's kind of shut it down, which uh, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm still, people ask me, well, Tony, is this the time to jump back in the stock market? They know I'm a fiduciary. We have assets under management with Charles Schwab, but... Uh, if people want my honest opinion, and this is just opinion, I'm speculating here because nobody's ever seen anything like this. I'm still playing it awful safe. Um, I was looking at my overall just assets in general. I've got less, this is everything now, I've got less than 5% of everything owned in the stock market now. I'm just not. And again, now folks, now this show, let's remind people, this show is dedicated to savers. I'm a saver. Uh, sometimes, and I'll run into people occasionally, friends of mine, and they'll kind of give me a rough time. A buddy of mine's a stockbroker, and he really, he always thinks I'm dogging his industry. He's a stockbroker, and I'm thinking, I'll call him Bill. I said, Bill, that's not the case at all. Um, as I'm trying to help him understand, we are not money managers. We are not wealth managers. We're retirement planning specialists, and our focus is not on investors and speculators, but savers. Remember, we talked in our marketing meeting about this. I mean, folks, there's, you know, that's the problem with the financial world. What's happened is it's created this kind of one-size-fits-all mentality and that's just not the way life is. Everybody's wired differently. And if you're somebody out there, as we like to say, as old Will Rogers used to say, if you're more concerned about the return of your money than on it, then you've landed at the right spot. Okay, let's kind of talk about the stock market, though, because we've got to cover it a little bit. Uh, did, have you ever heard the old saying? Uh, I think Mark Twain came up with this. I think it's something like this, Aaron. I probably should have looked this up. It's something like this. Uh, history doesn't al always repeat itself, but it often rhymes. Okay. Does that kind of make sense? Uh, yeah, I guess that kind of makes sense. Yeah, so because we're going back to 08, because we talk about 08 a lot. That was really our last true recession. I mean, the stock market plummeted. Some people lost as much as half their 401k. Um, and then a lot of people said, well, we'll surely never see anything like that. Now, granted, this latest coronavirus was not caused by economics, Unfortunately, I think the fallout of closing the economy could cause some dire straits. Uh, we're near 20% unemployment. Yeah. Now, the Depression was only 23. 
Now again, uh, you know, it, it often rhymes, that's what Mark Twain's saying. So a, 08 was a little different, we're in a downturn market, but that was caused by economic problems. The Great Depression, 23% unemployment, truly the banks failed then. I mean, there was, there was a dire situation going on for years. Uh, but here we are close to 20% unemployment. I think what you said earlier is a good uh, observation. I, I just sense people are still real fearful. I mean, there's companies that people don't want to go back to work. They're afraid to go back to work. Yeah. Have you noticed that? Yes. I mean, I mean, personally, now I haven't been worried about all this. We've been working. We've given people the option to work from home if they want to do that. We, uh, everybody's back full time now. Of course, we're an essential industry. We're regulated by the Department of Financial Securities, which regulates banks. We have to because we're handing out money to people. But, you know, for a while there, we were running a skeletal crew. But let me say, not to interject, let me just say yeah. thank you for not being, you know, I appreciate you, you know, keeping the doors open, keeping our jobs safe. I, I, I do appreciate that. I really do. Well, you're welcome. And I'm, I'm glad we could actually do it. And then we still applied for the PPP. I don't like that acronym. I don't I like they that acronym. That. It I, just I, sounds funny. I feel like I need to go <laughs> use the restroom every time I repeat it. It's like a subliminal message. I drink too much coffee anyway. But I do. I, I appreciate the government. It's the first time I've ever gotten money back from the government. Oh, I had a buddy of mine, he, he was funny. I said, Steve, I'm kind of struggling with this whole getting this huge PPP check. And he said, well, you're paying your employees, aren't you? I said, yeah, well, that's part of the law. And I said, I'm sorry, I've just never taken money from the government. And I like the way he put it. He said, Tony, is that money less than what you've paid in taxes over the last couple of years? I said, oh gosh, heck yeah. I paid a lot more in taxes than that. And he said, well, just look at it like it's a tax refund. And I thought, now that's helping me with my guilt here. So, yeah, so anyway, but I'm, I'm glad we could continue to do that. But the, f the point is, folks, if you're retired or retiring soon and you're a saver, and if we go back to 08, uh, we're, Megan's working on this right now on the TV show. You got to watch the TV show, folks, because we have some great graphics. You can watch past episodes of The Worry-Free Retirement on our YouTube channel at TonyWalkerFinancial.com or Tony Walker Financial. You type in just Tony Walker Financial or The Worry-Free Retirement. Yeah, go to YouTube.com and in the search bar at the top, there'll be a search bar just like you would at you know on Google or anything else. And you just type in Tony Walker Financial. Okay. First thing it's, will be your face. They click on it. They can watch past okay. episodes. You've got to check these out because especially this episode we're recording today, we're reminding you what happened in 08 when people took money out of the market. Now, why do I bring up 08? Had a gentleman the other day called in here. It was almost comical. He's been watching the TV show. I think he's even caught a few of the radio episodes. He says, I like your style. And I said, well, what about it? And he goes, well, it sounds like you want me to use and enjoy my money. And I said, absolutely. And he said, well, it's funny. I called my money manager the other day. We'll call him a money manager. That's what he referred to him as. Nice guy. He's done a good job for me over the years. Obviously, the market's down. He's got him obviously pretty heavy in the market. So his account's down 20% or whatever. All right, just, just the other day. And I... And the gentleman said, I told my money manager that I'm ready to retire. And you know what his money manager immediately said? You can't do that. You can't do that yet. Why would you do that? Market's down. The market's down. Yeah, the market's and, down. And so this is what's funny. So he says, so I asked my money manager, why would you say that? And here's what the money manager said. Talking about a blanket statement. Nobody retires when the market's down. I had never heard such nonsense. So I, I talked to the gentleman and said, sir, I don't look at the markets like that. I look at your cash flow. This is what a retirement planner does. Your cash flow, your cash flow needs, what you want, what you need. We covered that in a previous episode. And then I look at what you got. And then through our expertise, by trying to keep your taxes and fees and all that nonsense down, keep your risk down, then we determine if you can retire. So folks, if you're sitting there going, 
All right, Tony, let's get to the point then. So yeah, I, I'm maybe, I had a gentleman the other day that told me, he said, man, I've been working from home. He's like 63, he says, I'm actually starting to like this. I think I may want to retire. So if you're, if you're at that point, maybe you're retired thinking about retiring, uh, maybe you've recently been laid off, uh, maybe you're just tired of the stock market. You're at that point in life where you're not trusting this animal, this beast called the stock market, which can go way up and go way down. You're gonna to wanna to stay tuned because I'm gonna cover when we come back two of the four safest investments for the 21st century. Good stuff coming up. You're listening to The Worry-Free Retirement. I'll be right back. Taxes, fees, penalties, complicated government rules, all add up to worry, confusion, and the loss of enjoyment of your hard-earned money. That's why I'm offering a free educational resource to help free you from the bondage of your 401k called 401k Rollovers Made Easy. To see just how easy it is to roll over your 401k, log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com and order your free copy today. Welcome, and uh, with us in the studio is our own Shannon Ross, all the way up from Bowling Green. Shannon takes care of all of our investments at Tony Walker Financial. First of all, Shannon, welcome, and thank you for making the drive up from Bowling Green today. My pleasure. You know, I think back to when you got started. It's been how many years have you been with Tony Walker Financial? Three years this past January. And tell everybody a little bit about your background prior to Tony Walker Financial. Okay, well, I got my graduate degree in uh, public administration, and then I have uh, some background in um, higher education, and then I've been in the financial sector uh, for a little over five years now. And lucky for me, the gentleman you worked for in a neighboring county, he retired, is that correct? That is correct, and oh. then I happened to see an Indeed ad for Tony <laughs> Walker Financial, and it's just been wonderful from there. And we are so pleased and proud of your hard work. Since you started, we, we launched the Charles Schwab platform about the time you came on board. That's one reason I was looking for your experience. And as of the date of this recording, I think we're up to over 1,100 accounts. And how many, what do we got under management right now? Uh, a little over 92 million as of yesterday, closed the market. And how many times during the week, you know, I'm all about getting people their money back. You, you know, I'm a big proponent of spend and enjoy your money. How many times a week do you set up accounts and then have that money distributed back to those people through our link system we use? Sure. Uh, well, I, I opened uh, over 40 accounts in January, and I would say on average, I do at least 10 distributions to folks on a weekly basis, just uh, people needing money out of the blue for this, that, or the other. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, we have folks that get money on a monthly basis, uh, recurring same day each month. And how easy is it for you as our investment administrator to work with Charles Schwab, our current custodian, and what is the reaction from people when they see how easy it is really to get their money back to them? Well, Charles Schwab is leaders in the industry. They're pioneers in the field, and so they make my job uh, that much easier. And uh, the, the process is pretty simple, and folks are usually surprised at how simple the process is. So if, uh, if you call in to uh, request money from your account, uh, I'm going to verify your identity and the details of your request, and then we can usually have the money in your bank account within three business days. Yeah. Well, Shannon, thanks so much for joining us today, and thank you for all you do for our clients. You're a very hard worker, and we're very thankful to have you, so thank you. All right. Thank you. Welcome back to the Worry-Free Retirement, and that was our own Shannon Ross, who's been with me 
Actually, I hired Shannon back in 2017. Uh, back in the 90s and early 2000, I used a platform through Charles Schwab. That's our custodian for our investment funds, our securities, and, and did money management in the 90s and did great with that until 9-11. <laughs> how, how, you probably don't give your age at 9-11. Oh, I was, uh, what was I, 19? Were you no, that I was 20. Oh. I was 2021. 20, oh, okay. I was in college. Is that right, Megan? I don't believe that. Is it Megan was 17. Okay, man, that's wild. I guess time is. All right, that'd be. Okay. So, yeah, back at 9-11, I was going strong, Aaron. So three years in a row, the market went down, and then my money management skills exposed themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, wait a minute, this is crazy. I got I to gotta get back to safety and security. That's kind of where my mentality is. In the 90s, I remember you could throw a dart at a dartboard and pick stocks and win. Uh, never will forget, I know I've mentioned this before in past episodes, but it's worth repeating. Wall, I think it was Wall Street Journal hired somebody to bring in some monkeys, and they just put random stocks, little stickers of stocks up on a dartboard, and the monkeys literally just started tossing darts. Then they tracked those stocks over a period of time. Some of those stocks actually beat the professional stock pickers. So yes. the point was anybody could just throw a dart, and it's not that way anymore, folks. So. If you're sitting there and going, all right, I mean, I've I got to find some safe investments. What's investment number one that's the safest for the 21st century? This is going to surprise you I mentioned this. Give you a hint. We just said it earlier. They used to pay 6 7 8%. Now they're paying 1%, and they don't even throw in a free toaster like they used to. Your answer? Talking about CDs, right? CDs. CDs. Banks. Money markets. And, folks, believe it or not, with our Charles Schwab platform, again, uh, vis-a-vis Shanna Ross at the helm to help manage that for us. And we got Heather Hughes, another fellow fiduciary that manages it. That thing's grown to almost $90 million. And guess what? People don't realize this. We can put bank CDs and money markets in the Schwab platform. And you know what? For savers, they have a place. You see, folks, we've talked about this on the show. You, you get hung up on these rates of return. And I'm sorry, I wish 6 and 7% CD rates were around too. I mean, in the old days, what you'd do is you'd throw in a half million dollars. Uh, they'd pay you 6%. You get your 30000 a year guaranteed. You got your FDIC insurance. And uh, their principal's protected. And when you die, your kids are smiling around the coffin and everybody's happy. Those days are gone. Smiling folks. around the coffin. Yeah, huh? they're smiling. <laughs> now they're not smiling Aaron, because with 1% CDs, guess what? You're probably going to have to dip into that principal. Right. And you could run out of money. Think about that, folks. The same half million dollars that used to produce twenty-five, dollars $30,000 of guaranteed interest a year vis-a-vis the CD of the 80s and 90s, it's going to produce about five to 6000 That's not a lot of money. No. So, But we still have to have bank instruments. Why? Because if you're a saver, you want the protection. That's one reason. And number two, you want access to your money. So uh, let's take our Charles Schwab platform. Why do we recommend savers put some money in money markets and CDs? Because what's our philosophy? A little different than the money managers and the wealth managers. We want to make sure we help our clients spend and enjoy their money while they still can. Does that make sense, Aaron? If I've got your money locked up in the stock market and it crashes and my objective is to help you spend and enjoy your money, that's going to be hard to do, right? Right, because you don't have that money. You don't have it. Yeah. Or if you take it out, it's, again, as we illustrate in the graphics that Megan's working on for the TV show, it's disastrous. So on, one, on the one hand, the, the stockbroker, the money manager who said you can't take out in the down market, in some ways he's right. The problem is that money manager has relied too much on the stock market. See what I mean? Yep. So, so the, the money manager who does that to a saver 
is really kind of committing malpractice because a saver has to have some access to the money. So that's number one. All right, let's, let's talk about the, the actual bank instruments themselves. And I'll tell you a funny story about this. The bank also serves a valuable purpose, Aaron, because the banks are the ones that help loan money. So we have to understand something. In some ways, here's, if you want to say you can be a little altruistic here, Number one, by putting money in the bank, you have access to it, it's protected. You're also providing jobs for the people at the bank. I mean, I've, I've hired a lot of people that have been in banks. I, I like banks. I've got, let's see, one, let's see, JJ came out of the banking industry, it works for me. Mandy was out of the banking industry, works for me. Lisa, out of the banking industry. Shannon was out of the investment industry. Heather, accounting. Connie, com computer technology. The, I got a new hire coming up. Getting ready to hire a new person. I won't tell you who that is yet, but we're right, getting we're close there yet. to help Shannon. Well, your Bowling Green office, isn't it oh, a uh, former bank? That's, <laughs> that's got, right. There you go. You got a former bank. Former you, got bank. A pull, you got a drive up and everything, don't you? <laughs> you know what? We had <laughs> that drive with this coronavirus thing and people were dropping stuff off. I had gone on, although we've got the uh, you, the big pullout, what do you yeah. call the overhang? Where the, the overhangs, yeah. Yeah, well, that's still there, but we took out all the teller boxes. Oh, we used to have did. a box okay. you could open up inside and I yeah. had that covered up. I shouldn't okay. have done that because you could have just pulled around yeah, and dropped, just, your, dropped yeah. it in. Coronavirus friendly, we could have been. <laughs> shouldn't have covered that thing up. But yeah, so I, I like banks. Banks serve a purpose. And then secondly, not only do they have staff and they help people provide jobs and for their families and protection for you, but they provide loans for the community. So uh, I'm going to tell you a quick story and then we'll, we'll close with the bank thing. So ba basically, folks, and we can help you figure out how much to have in money markets and CDs, et cetera. But I got a funny story though. So Aaron, you didn't grow up during this time when you had to have a business in the late eighties. Uh, back then, quite frankly, it was pretty easy to go borrow money. All you had to do is know somebody in the upper echelons of a local bank, a lot of local banks back then. And as long as they knew you of good reputation, if they knew your family, you could walk in and meet with a vice president or president of a bank. Some of you listening to this will relate to this. You could walk in, you know, put your coat and tie on, walk into the bank. Back then everybody wore coats and ties, Aaron. Even the bank presidents were all dapper. Now they <laughs> walk around in polos. But anyway, um, and I went, I remember, I'll just call him Jim. I went into Jim, I said, Jim, I'm in dire straits here. My business is sucking wind. I got my mouth's to feed at home. My wife's working nights as a nurse, but I need to borrow money. And he looked at me, he goes, how much do you need, Tony? And I said, well, the way I figured, for the next six months, and again, this was in the 80s, this was a lot of money. I need $25,000. Now keep in mind, I had no collateral. No collateral. Okay. He's like $25,000. Well, Tony, that's called an open note. I'm going to take care of it. Gave me a pretty good interest rate. And I was actually I was shocked. I said, really? He goes, I'll take care of this. Don't worry about it. It pays I'm to like, know people, right? <laughs> well, but I was, I mean, I was, I didn't know what to do. Uh, I'd already gone and borrowed money from my father-in-law once and paid him back. I wasn't going back to that well. Uh, you know, that was embarrassing back then. So I'm walking out of the bank. I'm so gleeful, thankful. And I looked at him, I said, Jim, I just want to thank you again for loaning me this money. And he looked at me almost kind of in a stern look, and he looked around while nobody was around, and he looked at me, he goes, Tony, never thank a banker. <laughs> now, why do you think he said that? Well, for one, that's his job. That's, that's his what job. He's, that, that's what he's doing. And it's not his money. And you're, yeah, you're giving money to him. That <laughs> and, he's, and he's, I'm paying him interest, yes. Right. So, folks, that's how the system works. There's nothing wrong with that. 
So let's not get on the banks too bad about these low interest rates, because on the flip side of that, not that a lot of people at our age and stage in life are borrowing money, but you can get low interest rates. So there are opportunities there. All right, we're about to run out of time. Aaron's giving me the, come on, let's go, Tony. When I come back, the second safest investment, this is gonna really surprise you. Stay tuned, I'm Tony Walker. I'll be right back. Have you recently retired, been laid off, or offered a pension buyout? Has the company you work for moved, been acquired, or closed its doors forever? And finally, do you have a 401k with a previous employer you'd like to move to safer territory? Then take advantage of this opportunity to move your 401k or lump sum pension to Tony Walker Financial. Let's meet in person to discuss your retirement options. Log on now to TonyWalkerFinancial.com to schedule your free, no obligation appointment. Let us help you today. never fallen down during any war loan, and now we're asked to buy victory bonds, to bring our men back home, for the termination of war contracts, to prevent inflation, and to provide for our own future. Men and women of the Home Front Army, this victory loan drive is our last chance to buy extra bonds. All right, that's a wonderful clip right after the end of World War II. I bet you're wondering why I played that clip, aren't you, Aaron? You don't have to answer that question if you don't want to. Why do you think I'm playing that clip now? Where are we going with the second safest investment of all? Well, we're going to discuss bonds and we're mm -hmm. going to talk about them. But, I mean, I'm glad we are because I don't really know anything about them. <laughs> <laughs> so, let, so let's kind of understand the government, first of all. Um, there's really... Uh, here's the facets of the government that people need to understand. The government cannot operate without money. They're, think of them as a business, Aaron. So let's think about where they get their money. The first obvious place that they get money, you, you get your paycheck and you see it come out, starts with the letter T. What is that? Right, that's taxes. Taxes. Okay. Now what surprises people, even a lot of these politicians, they get all on these uh, kicks about let's go and tax the wealthy to death. The amount, the amount of wealth in this world almost couldn't afford to pay the government. The government lives on taxes, but that's really not nearly enough money. So if we go back to that clip again. What that clip was, was an actual clip. My mom says she remembers this, going to the movie theaters right after World War II. And immediately they needed money to fund the war effort. The war effort was coming down. Yeah, it seems like I remember there used to be a phrase that said something like bonds buy bullets or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, right. it seems like I remember that from history class or something. <laughs> they, they had a slogan, bonds buy bullets. So that's exactly right. So, a bond, so the government can't make it just on tax revenue and especially during catastrophe. See, the war was a catastrophe. They needed extra money. You know, the latest catastrophe, don't you? Just happened about a month ago. Yeah, the coronavirus. The coronavirus. Yeah. So people have to say, well, they, uh, they're going to give $3 trillion in stimulus. Where does that come from? Folks, it can't come from current taxes. This is what's going to be really interesting this year, year, Aaron, because nobody's making any money. So not only is this deficit going to go way through the roof this year, an extra $3 trillion tacked on, but in income revenues are way down. So where do they get the money? Through bonds. They're still doing it. So these are called government bonds or savings bonds or you know, double E bonds or tips, treasuries, T bonds. So literally all that means, Joe Lunchbox, me and you, Aaron, all we're doing is we're loaning money to the government. So when Congress says we're going to infuse $3 trillion into the economy, 
they go to the Treasury. Congress cannot print money. Congress is authorized to borrow money. Okay. And they instruct the Treasury to print $3 trillion is what's happening. The Fed, the Federal Reserve's over here regulating interest rates. So what people don't understand is they say, well, you know, inflation, interest rates will eventually have to go up. There's no way the Fed will ever raise interest rates probably during our lifetime. Because if they did, Aaron, so think about this. So the government now owes back to the people, all these people throughout the world that have loaned money to the government. I've got some T-bills, okay? I've loaned, I'm a, I'm a lender, okay? But they're paying me very little interest. So why would I put money with them? Because the government's backing them. So remember, when, when calamities occur, some people like me that are savers get more and more risk averse. So we're willing to take lower yields, the Reserve, Federal Reserve's keeping it down, to loan them money. So they're not paying me much for my money, but they're backing they're But it's backing a lower it. risk. Lower risk. Okay. And the Fed is going to keep those interest rates down because we've got to pay it back. So let's say they tried to raise the interest rates to 5%. Do you understand the difference between 1% on $25 trillion and 5%? Well, we couldn't afford There's, it. Yeah, we couldn't afford it. So, folks, the Federal Reserve is not necessarily the government. They're just an entity overseen by the government. What we're looking at is the Treasury. So Treasury bonds, Treasury bills, these are things that are guaranteed and backed by the government. And yes, at Tony Walker Financial, we offer these. So here's my point. If you're sitting there right now and you don't feel like you have an advisor that's really truly thinking in your best interest, trying to protect your money, why don't we sit down and talk? It's easy to do, and best of all, it's absolutely free. We can meet at our Bowling Green, Louisville, or Lexington, Kentucky offices. So give us a call at 877 877- 499-WALK, 877-499-WALK, or log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com, and let's get started. All right, next week, we'll be talking about safest investments three and four, but you remember, between now and next week, if all else fails, you be worry-free. If you got it, you don't need it. If you need it, you don't got it, you don't get it, shame on you. Funny, funny, funny what money can do.